Hey guys, welcome back to the Truths and Gratitude podcast. I'm Brooke, and I am so excited that you are here. You have heard me say so many times here on the podcast, continue to be raw, be authentic, and be you. And that's exactly the vibe that I want you to get from this podcast is you having full permission to be yourself, right? To be the most authentic version of yourself that you can be. And also, it's really just a means of me shooting it to you straight. So I hope you enjoy this week's podcast episode. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Truths and Gratitude podcast. This is Brooke, and I'm so excited for you joining me here on the podcast for today's conversation. Whether this is your first time here on the podcast or it's your however many times I've done a podcast episode, I should probably know that. Um, I'm so glad that you are here. Um, So July is the birthday month of the Truths and Gratitude podcast. Truths and Gratitude, the blog, has been around for five years now, but the podcast itself has only been around for two years. Um, And so I wanted to take some time today to kind of come back to how Truths and Gratitude got started. What is it? How do I identify on Truths and Gratitude? Uh, No pronouns being used here, but how do I identify and where did it all start? So go ahead and get ready for this whole conversation. We're going to get started with that. But before I do start with that, a couple of podcast episodes ago, I included things that I'm really loving right now. And I really enjoy doing that. So I want to share with you again, things that I'm loving right now in this current moment. Um, and I think the last time I only included like three. So I have five for you today. Um, things that I am enjoying right now here in 2022. So these are going to kind of be all over the place. Um, so the first one I want to start off with is very simple, but I don't know why I didn't do this several years ago. As you know, I've mentioned before, I love watching the birds. I am such an old lady. I can sit out on my porch, drink coffee, and watch birds all day long. Um, And so I just, I adore it. And so I thought to myself, why have I not put the bird feeder right next to the large window in my bedroom? I love lounging on my bed, reading a book, working on things, and why am I not putting a bird feeder right there by my window? So I am now recording this episode with my fancy, uh, uh, things here. It's not fancy at all, but with my fancy things for recording, um, and I'm getting to watch a cute little yellow finch staring at me through the window. Um, so yeah, that's one of the things that I'm loving. So there you go. I'm really an 80 year old at heart. Secondly, I want to say I am really enjoying um, the Mama Bear Apologetics books. If you've never heard of Mama Bear Apologetics, don't feel like you have been left out or have been living underneath a rock. I literally just found out about them about three months ago, Um, but Mama Bear Apologetics has been around for quite some time. But you have to understand, I have only recently found out about them because I have started on my faith journey since December. And so I've really been receptive and open to reading other things now, especially faith-based or Christian books. But these books, uh, it is a group of women, um, and they are led by Hilary Morgan Ferrer, um, who is the founder of Mama Bear Apologetics. And 
They have written two books together. The first one is called exactly that, Mama Bear Apologetics. And it yeah, the little the little message on there says it's empowering your kids to challenge cultural lies. Um, and so for them, this is an apologetics book for you to use um, to really help guide your children as they grow in um, in a culture and a society that puts them down for believing in God, for living um, a certain way. And so it really kind of helps um, give you the tools and the answers that you need to help uplift them, to help guide them, and to help strengthen them to go out into a culture and into a world that, you know, may be telling them differently on some things. Um, and so, uh, honestly, um, I have really benefited from this book. I mean, of course, I'm going to use this material as I'm raising my children, but um, it's really been awesome to read this book um, just to strengthen my faith, just to understand some things. So I'll open it up here to the little, um, contents right here, table of contents. And I'll just tell you some of the things that they talk about here in this book. So they go over some things that the culture has talked to us about, right. Or talked to our children about. So this idea of self, self-help, um, naturalism, skepticism, and how we deal with that, um, postmodernism, so just how uh, religion and, and uh, belief in God has changed throughout the really the, the years. Um, we have emotionalism, pluralism, new spirit, spirituality, um, feminism, and progressive Christianity. So how do we respond to those things? Um, and I love one of the, the things that they say in the foreword. It says, God has given us, the parent, as parents, the primary responsibility for the spiritual education of their children. But also, I mean, we have been given a huge responsibility to raise our children um, and, and to guide them. And so I don't want to go about this blindly because, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, my oldest, she is five now, and she really asks some hard questions um, because she's curious and she wants to know. And I'm like, how do I answer these questions? Whether it's to do with faith or it's not, um, I need a little bit of guidance because I may not know um, all there is to know and then how to put it in a kid-friendly way. So um, that is a really great book. Um, they also wrote Mama Bear Apologetics, and it is Guide to Sexuality. This book was a perfect time, or this book I picked up in the perfect time, um, I would say about two months ago. I grabbed this book because I have a lot of questions just about everything that's going on in our society right now in regards to the LGBTQ community, um, transgenderism, um, and really just the sex-saturated culture that we live in, and how do I respond to that how do I raise my children in an environment where it's very strong um, or where it's, where it's relevant, where, where it's there and it's real? Um, and for those of you who, um, who may remember me, you know, I mean, it's hard because, you know, I, I definitely grew up in my college years and I wanted to be like the sexy girl and I wanted to go out clubbing and looking hot and, and, you know, and like I was wrapped up into the, um, sex saturated, um, culture, you know, I mean, I think we, I mean, heck we all are. And, um, it's just different now 
when you have children and you're raising them and you're like, oh my gosh, Cardi B, like these lyrics, like, oh Lord, you know, or there's just, is you just look at things differently. And, um, and I'm trying my best to raise my children in a way where they know that each and every person deserves respect. And I want my children to love and to respect other people, you know, no matter what they look like, no matter, um, who they love, you know, but I also want to teach them what God says about, um, about those things and, and explain to them in the most appropriate and loving way, but also in a way where it's like, this is what we believe. We believe God's word and this is what it says. And I know that that is not popular, right? I know that's not popular to say. I know that in today's society, um, either people are going to totally agree with what I'm saying. They're going to totally disagree with what I'm saying, or they are going to think I'm a hateful person for insinuating that, oh, well, I'm going to teach my child what God's word says. And that's what we're going to roll with. That's what we're going to work with. Um, and so I understand that there is, it's hard, you know, it's a sticky area. Um, so I wanted some guidance on that. How do I deal with this? And that book, The Guide to Sexuality, um, they don't just talk about those issues. They also talk about how we are living in a sex-saturated world where sex education and, and a lot of the things that our children are exposed to at a very young age is highly inappropriate. Um, and I will stand firm on that one. As an educator, I do not see this going on at my school because we do, I do work at a private school. Um, but I can tell you right now that the moment that I do it, I'm going to have a problem with it. Um, what's going on in today's society and children being taught, um, just some of the things that they're being taught. And I think, I know that you guys know what I'm talking about. The over-sexualization to kids or just the introduction, introducing to topics that should be discussed by parents and taught by parents in the home, but yet it's being forced in a school setting is highly inappropriate. And so they talk about that in their book, The Mama Apologetics Guide to Sexuality. Um, I will tell you this, that even if you are not um, a firm believer even if you are like, mm, I don't know about reading a Christian book, you need to pick up that book no matter what, because I'm telling you it, the information that they share, the statistics that they share, just, just getting the knowledge on all of these different things that our children are facing is so very important. And I feel so much better and confident speaking about these issues, whether I'm asked or whether I need to defend my children you know, if something comes up, I feel much more confident now because I have read and gotten information and I have become well-versed. I have, un- I understand what's going on. Um, instead of kind of just like, you know, shooting from the hip, you know, I'm now able to say, oh, wait, 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 hold on one second. Um, so those two books, I am loving so much. I've already finished the Mama Bear Apologetics Guide to Sexuality. Um, but I am currently finishing the Mama Bear Apologetics book. Um, so I cannot recommend those enough. They're just so good. If you are a parent, you got to get the book. Even if you're not a parent, you have to get the book. I actually bought both books for my mom, um, because 
I just think it's important to understand what's going on in our society. So that's that. So I love my birds. I love these books to go along with the book theme. Um, I have been reading so much this summer and, um, since my favorite spot to read my books is in my bed, um, my side of the bed is like littered, covered in books and paper and highlighters and pens. And my husband's like, this is enough. Like you're done. Like I look like a college student over here. Um, and so I'm like, well, you've got to give me, you know, you got to give me a place to put on my books, you know, cause I need easy access for these books. Um, and so when we moved into our house, um, what was it like six or seven years ago? Um, we love our house. We've put a lot of work into it. We love it. But the one thing that it did not have a lot of was storage. It didn't have a lot of, you know, places to put things. It didn't have a lot of like closet space, not a lot of shelving. So I'm like, I need me some bookshelves. So my sweet husband, um, built four floating shelves for me and I'm totally loving them right now because all of my journals are on a shelf, all of my books are on a shelf, my Bibles are on a shelf. And does it look Pinterest worthy? Does it look Instagram worthy? No, it is fully functional. Um, It has every book that I need or the books that I have coming up that I'm going to read and it's right there at arm's length. Um, So I'm loving that. So thanks, babe. I really appreciate that. Um, Also, one thing that I'm loving right now are my JBL earbuds. JBL. Um, I have always like, well, my husband actually buys more headphones than I do, but you know, as I've been a runner and working out and such, um, I've always kind of gone through earbuds and they have to be, you know, they have to be good. They have to be like, they don't have to be super duper expensive, but they have to be like functional and they have to stay in the ears. Right. And so, um, I was out running errands one day. I was all by myself. Like that never happens. And I was in the middle of listening to a podcast episode, but I was running so many errands. I was getting in and out of the car and I was like, I just want to hear the rest of this podcast episode. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to buy some earbuds that way I can just pop them in. Like whenever I go into the store and I can finish listening to the podcast episode. And this isn't something that I typically do. I'm not trying to be like a New Yorker and not be antisocial. If you've ever been to New York, you understand that everybody's got their earbuds in. No one really talks to each other. And like, I don't want to get to that point, but it is totally helpful when I'm wanting to listen to a podcast episode, when I'm wanting to lay in bed and watch a video and my husband is going to sleep. Um, but these earbuds are awesome. I do not have, uh, the, you know, the Apple, I forgot the name of them. Uh, those, you know, those wireless headphones. I don't even remember the name of them. Um, I don't have those. I just needed something like that. If I lost, I was not going to lose a money, a bunch of money on. Um, so these JBL earbuds, you can get like more expensive versions, but I just got the $20 versions. Um, I got them from Target and they come with this cool little case, um, that whenever you put them back in the case, they're magnetic. So they just slip right back into the case nicely. They fit in there real nice and snug. And as they're in that case, they are charging. Um, so I have had them fully charged. I mean, I've had these earbuds now for almost two months and I have not had to charge the case itself this entire time. Um, so they're super awesome. I'm totally loving those. They are doing great as I'm running. Um, and as I'm working out, typically I'll turn on my big 
you know, my big boom box, my big speaker outside in the gym, you know, when I'm working out, but, um, they've been nice to have, you know, whenever the kids are napping and I'm don't want to be blaring music. Um, so those have been super awesome. And then the last thing that I will tell you that I love, I just came across two nights ago and, um, this might be, well, it will be controversial, but it's okay. Um, I came across the YouTube channel, the Paul and Morgan YouTube channel. It's a younger married couple. Um, and they are, they're Christian, they're a Christian couple and they do, um, commentary on like just things going on, like in our culture, um, in our politics and things like that. Um, now, just with those two words, culture and politics, things can get pretty, um, you know, I mean, obviously they have a certain opinion about things and so not everybody loves them, I can tell you that. But I was brought to their channel because um, I saw where they interviewed Lila Rose from Live Action Org. I think it's liveaction.org or Live Action Org. Um, if you don't know Lila Rose, she is a pro-life advocate. I just feel people like turning off their podcast episode right now, but that's okay. Um, but she is a pro-life advocate. And so she was on there and they were interviewing her about just her stance and, you know, basically like during, basically with Christians and within their faith, you know, what stances are they taking against the new, um, everything that's the new activity that's been happening with Roe versus Wade. Um, and so she goes on there and she, she shares that information. She crushes, um, many lies that have come about a lot of misinformation that has come out about, um, abortions, access to abortions, access to women's health. Um, so it was a really great episode. It was only about 30 minutes long. Um, as you know, I am pro-life. Um, and so it, it was, it was nice to me and affirming to me to be able to hear, um, someone else to use their voice. I understand that this is a very touchy subject. I understand that. And I feel like this day and age, like everything t- seems to be very like heightened emotionally. Everything is touchy, you know, like, I feel like we're no longer in the days of, Hey, you know, this is what I stand for. And then you say, Hey, this is what I stand for. And then you're like, okay, well, I, I can see where you're coming from, but you know, I don't really agree with it. And you say, okay, I can see where you're coming from. And then we move on. No, I feel like it's automatically like, Oh, you are a hateful person and I cannot be around you anymore. I just feel like that's where we are in society. I can tell you that um, I have personally, not in regards to abortion, but just in regards to things during COVID and all of that, I have had several run-ins with people where I have felt the energy. I have felt the, the shift between us. Like, you know, as soon as I'm questioned and I speak up about how I feel about something because I've been asked, like, I'm never going to go and like push my push, push my opinion on someone else and say, you're hateful and you need to listen to what I have to say. Like I, if I am asked, like, I will tell you exactly how I feel. Um, but I would hope that you would, if you ask me, then you would be respectful as I listen, as you listen uh, to me. And so I've had several moments where it has gotten heated and 
not a heated debate, but more so like heated and feeling like my character was kind of under attack. And, um, that's just not fun. That's not fun at all. So it was really, it's really nice being able to listen to other people, listen to information, whether it's a side that you agree with or not, but it especially feels great to listen to people who are pro-life and, and not cower down and be afraid to come out and say, I am pro-life. I'm also pro-woman, meaning I, I love, I love the idea of women's health as well. And, and taking care of the woman as a whole, taking care of both, loving both, loving both through it and helping them through it. And so anyways, if you are looking for some information, if you are just want to hear what they have to say, Lila Rose is the live action. It is a nonprofit organization, um, that is, that fights for, um, the end of abortion. And so she was on their show, um, the Paul and Morgan show, and it was just great. It was a great conversation. So those are some things that I am loving right now. So welcome officially to the real conversation here in this episode on Truth and Gratitude. Hey guys, it's Brooke from the Truth and Gratitude podcast. Before we dig into our episode today, I want to give you a personalized invitation to come to the very first Truth and Gratitude mini retreat. As you know, if you've listened into my podcast episodes before, you know that retreats are certainly one of my favorite things to do. Um, and so now we have taken that retreat and we've brought it down to one night. It's almost like your ultimate retreat night all in one evening. Um, And so I invite you to come to the very first Truth and Gratitude mini retreat. It's going to be held at Pop Yoga Studio in Columbus, Georgia. And the cost is $45. And that cost is going to cover a 45-minute relaxing flow with essential oils and all the props and all the great things to help you calm down, help you really um, savor in the last few moments um, um, of the summer, really, uh, helping us really indulge for a moment. Um, Also, that ticket price is going to include a journaling workshop with me. You will be able to take home your very own Truths and Gratitude journal, and we're going to go through a couple of those prompts together during our journaling workshop together. And then to close out our evening together, we are going to have a relaxing sound bath. And if you've never had a sound bath before, it is marvelous. We use different uh, singing bowls and it really helps take your relaxation and your meditation just a little bit deeper. So it's really just to help us enjoy um, a Shavasana, a really nice um, deep Shavasana. So I hope that you'll come join me again. That cost is $45 and, uh, it is held at pop yoga studio It is going to be on July 21st. That is a Thursday evening. We're going to meet together, um, around 
5 p.m. Um, and it's going to last about an hour and a half. And so I really hope that you will take this opportunity to savor the last few moments of summer and come and enjoy this first Truths and Gratitudes summer mini retreat. So if you're interested, go to Truths and Gratitudes Instagram page, click on the link in bio, and you can go ahead and sign up to reserve your tickets. Or you can go to the Pop Yoga Studio and go to their link in bio and sign up as well. I hope to see you guys soon. Okay, so now on to the actual main portion of today's podcast episode. I I really like doing the uh, things that I'm loving, so I don't know. Maybe we'll keep that going on our future podcast episodes. But anyways, July is the birthday month of the podcast. Um, Two years ago, I decided, and I really had wanted to actually do a podcast for quite some time for Truth and Gratitude. I love writing. Um, and so Truth and Gratitude started off as a blog initially, um, a blog, a social media account, that kind of thing. The reason why I had started it was because I had wanted to gain a following, a community of people who would support me whenever I had published a journal. It had been my dream to publish a journal. I love journaling so much. It's helped me so much in my life. And so I had thought, you know, it'd be so awesome to, you know, write a journal, publish a journal, and then sell that journal. And um, I didn't know how to go about doing any of that. So all I knew was, okay, I know I love to write. So I need to gain a community, gain a community of people who will support me when that journal comes out. And so that's the way that it worked. Um, and it worked beautifully. It was, it was great. Um, I have not been writing as much right now. I, in years, or really in the past, um, in over five years, I have written all about, um, our travels and and writing adventure guides. Um, I love, those are probably one of my favorite things to write about. Um, when I was growing up and I was like in high school and well, yeah, high school, I was about to say college, but really high school, I would always look at those traveling magazines, you know, where they would travel like all over the place. And then they would write like a review about where they stayed or an adventure that they went on and all the things that you would go and do. And so I really loved that. I was like, man, I would just love to do this. Um, and so obviously that's not my career and I'm glad that it's not. Um, But I love writing about places that we go and we travel to. And most of the places that we travel to are places where there's campgrounds. If you are not familiar with this, we are a camper family. We stay in our RV whenever we go places. And so I really break down for you in those adventure guides where we stay, how we felt about the campground, what are things that you can do there, what are things that you can do together as a family, um, these places that we're going to visit, what were some of our favorite uh, places to go, things to do, things to see, that kind of thing. Um, so that way it kind of gives you an idea and gives you inspiration on places to go. Most of the places that we've gone and most of the things that we do um, are not that far away. Well, f- really far away from me. Um, so they're really nearby if you live in Georgia. Um, so that's really been great. So that's something that will always be on truth and gratitude, um, is those adventure guides over the last five years. I've also written about, um, just the art of journaling, 
um, and created truth seekers. So truth seekers were just journal prompts that I would put out on the blog. Those are not up as much over the last few years, just because, um, I have published three journals. And so a lot of the truth seekers, a lot of the journal prompts have been put in a journal, the truth and gratitude journal. And then lastly, five years ago were these blog posts that I wrote about, which were called, um, truths. And I will say that a lot of my perspective on that word truths, plural, has changed recently. Um, Truths and gratitude, that name, where that came from, originally, um, I truly, I was, I was in a very low place and I was trying to work on my perspective and my outlook in life. And I was really just trying to, um, I wanted to be seen as like bubbly and joyful and positive and honest and authentic. I wanted to be seen that way. And I wanted to feel that way. Although I didn't feel that way a hundred percent of the time. Um, and so, but I was also dealing with like a lack of confidence, even though it looks like I was very confident. I had a lack of confidence I had a lack of like being able to just boldly come out and say, yep, this is me. Like, this is what I believe. Um, These are, these are the morals that I stand by. Um, And it really was during that time where everybody was saying, live your truth, live your truth, live your truth. And I fell into that, right? I fell into that idea. Um, I will not say that's why I named the blog Truth and Gratitude, but I will say that what I meant by truths were the things that made me, me, and really boldly living those out authentically. Um, so, you know, being, um, being a person that's always looking for the light or the positive side or being a person who was open and honest about the things that they believed in and not being afraid to speak up about those things, being a person who didn't try to sugarcoat my life on Instagram or on social media and kind of like boldly just said like, Hey, like this is my crazy, messy sometimes life. And like, here I am. This is me being honest and real and raw. I wanted to be that way and come across that way because I do feel like that's how I try to live my life, but I also wasn't seeing a lot of that at the time um, with what whatever I would see on social media or things that I would listen to. And so I decided to come up with the blog, Truths and Gratitude, um, because I wanted it to be a focus on me boldly stepping out and saying, this is who I am, and giving my perspective on things such as like, you know, motherhood and, um, just life in general, like going through the hard things in life and, um, and the good times in life. Right. Um, and, and I wanted to be able to say like, this is what I believe is true. And, um, but I I do want to say that I did fall into that idea of live your truth, live your truth, live your truth. And now I, that's a hard pill for me to swallow. Um, because, this idea of my truth and your truth and her truth and his truth and their truth and it's um it can get really sticky right it can get kind of um can get get, get kind of murky right because 
not everybody's individual truths can be, it, it may be true to them, but is it the truth? Like what is actual capital T truth, right? Um, and so as I have grown in my faith journey, I know, I know what the truth and the truths are based off of what God's word says. Um, but I feel like us culturally and as a society, we have taken that and we have twisted and we've said, you know, maybe I shouldn't say we, I, I have twisted things to make things work. Right. And I, and my excuse is, oh, well, that's just my truth. You know, I'm just living my truth. And, um, I think at times that can be used as an excuse to just continue to live the way that you want to live. And so that's one thing that I've had to kind of pull back from. Um, I know that I have made that comment. I've said those things to people at retreats. I used to host retreats, um, wellness retreats. And that has been something that has come out of my mouth. Um, so that's one of those things where I'm like, "Mm, I don't really know um, about that anymore. But on the blog, on the podcast, you'll hear me talk about, um, just travel and journaling and, um, and my perspective, my perspective on certain things that we're all going through. Um, I will say that truth and gratitude, a little bit of background about it was I really fell into the hustle mindset. I really fell into, it's a side hustle, um, fell into this idea of like, um, you know, the hustle culture, you know, we live in a hustle culture where it's go, go, go and grind. And, and like, I'm not against like working hard on things. Right. But like being a boss, you know, like I remember listening to this podcast called boss babe, you know, and, and I would listen to the gold digger, uh, podcast where, um, and yes, I said goal, not gold, <laughs> but the gold digger podcast where she would explain, you know, like how to take your, take your side hustle to your full-time career, you know, and I, and I fell into the whole Rachel Hollis mindset where it was like, go big or go home, you know? And, um, and what happened was my mind got really wrapped up into the numbers, you know, like, um, I wasn't really focused anymore on how I was helping that one individual person with the things that I said or the things that I wrote about, even though those people would come and tell me, man, I really appreciated you talking about whatever, you know, it was like, okay, but you know, did you share it? Did you like it? Did you, did you blast it all over social media? Like if those social media numbers like weren't going up, then like in my mind, I thought, okay, this is just all going to waste. Um, you know, I was trying to stay up to date with like the latest and the greatest thing, you know, so I could get more and, and do giveaways. And so just more, 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 more. Right. Um, I had a newsletter, you know, and this is not something that I do anymore, but I would just have a newsletter just constantly like, um, trying to, to get myself heard, to put myself out there. And I'm like, this is, this is crazy. Okay. Like, yes, the newsletter was great when I was doing like retreats and there was actually things going on, but like, it just, it got to be so much and it just got to be where I was doing more than I personally felt like I should have been. Um, my identity, my identity was wrapped up into truth and gratitude. Um, and 
again, my identity was, you know, I wanted people to see me. See, here's the thing. I would, I would be real, um, I would come across real humble. Like I wouldn't tell people like, oh, I, you know, I have a podcast. I have this, I have that. Um, but really deep down, I wanted people to look at me and be like, man, why is she so bubbly? Why is she so joyful? Why is she so positive? Why is she so honest? Why is she so authentic? And then I would want them to see, oh, well, she's a writer or, oh, she has a podcast or, oh, she's written journals or, oh, she leads retreats. And, and my identity was wrapped up into that, like how people viewed me. It had nothing to do with like, um, the love or the joy or, or, um, God's goodness inside of me had nothing to do with that. Um, my relationship was, you know, on the rocks anyways with God. So I definitely couldn't, uh, you know, attribute it to that at all. Um, but what's so funny to me is like, once the retreats were taken away, which, you know, this past year, we haven't done retreats. Um, once those were taken away, then I had writer's block, um, then I, you know, would run out of things to talk about on the podcast, you know, all of a sudden, you know, when those, when my identity is based on those things and I'm no longer doing those things anymore, like, what does that mean? And so, um, how, how am I identified? How, how do people look at me then? And, um, it's really opened my eyes though. Um, the last six months, maybe just on like, my identity and who I am has got to be on a firm foundation on a built on a firm foundation that does not change. It it doesn't change with the shifting sands, right? It does not change when, um, our culture wants to all go to the left. My identity can't change when my, when our culture wants to go all the way to the right, you know, like I have to be who I am and stand firm for what I believe in, what I stand for, um, what I allow to happen to me, to my family, to my children, like I have that, I need to stay firm and in one spot. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not willing to listen to others who are different, but I'm just saying that like my foundation was just built on things that could change at any given moment. Um, you know, and, and, and because of that, I was copying, I was, I was looking to others who looked successful in the world of yoga. As you know, I, I'm a yoga teacher as well. So I was looking to others who were successful in the yoga world, successful in the, um, I don't know the, 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 the hippie world with the meditation and the not saying meditation is hippie, but I'm just saying like, I, I began to follow spiritual leaders, not Christian leaders, spiritual leaders um, who were successful in the retreats, who were successful with the yoga, who were successful in my eyes with the traveling and the going deep and the just all of it, right? And I began to find myself on a journey where I was going down a path of not being clear and not standing firm on what I believed in. Um, and it can get tricky, you know, and I have to be honest with myself and I actually had to be honest with, uh, my friend just a couple weeks ago, I had to tell her, I was like, you know, like, I feel like I have not been very clear on who I am, what I stand for, what truth and gratitude stands for. I have not been clear. I've just been open to like, whatever, you know, 
And because of that, um, I'm not being clear on what truth and gratitude stands for. I'm not being clear on um, things that I don't stand for. And all that does is causes, it causes confusion, number one. But then it causes me to just be like, in the Bible, it's called a clanging symbol. You know, like I'm just, I'm just being a distraction. I'm just being a stumbling block to others. If I am not clear on um, who I am and who my identity is set in. So my identity, like I said, has shifted, um, but it's more so on a firm foundation and that foundation, I'm growing more and more. That foundation is based off of the fact of God's love and who God says I am, you know, and, and surrendering this idea of the hustle mindset of, um, well, I gotta do this and I gotta do that, you know, like, like getting rid of that mindset, you know, and how can I, how can I be of service? How can I, um, how can I not be a clanging symbol? How can I not be a distraction? How can I do the things that I'm supposed to be doing? How can I use my gifts to actually help someone? Right. And because for a while there, it got to a point where, and I know that you notice this in society too. Like it just got to a point where everything was like me, 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 look at me, listen to what I have to say. You know, I've been through a lot. I've had a, I've had a hard, um, I've had hard things happen to me all my life. And, and I think it really did come from an honest place. I think that I truly wanted to use Trees of Gratitude as a route to help people um, by telling them things that I had been through and then helping them use the tools of journaling and yoga and meditation and just helping people experience um, some peace, right? But the problem was, was that I was basically saying, I have all the tools. I have the ways to show you this peace. But the problem was, was that I was never explaining to them that the peace can't come from me. Like I can't fix you. There's nothing I can do. You know, I know you've been through a hard time, but like ultimately to have peace, I have to, I have to lead you to the peacemaker. Right. But instead what I was doing was I was keeping that in a little box with a pretty bow tied on top you know, sitting it off to the side because I didn't, I didn't want that. And I was thinking the other day, I was actually talking to a friend. I was like, you know, I truly think that when I was younger, you know, especially with my dad and in other areas of my life, I've experienced just like I'm sure you have so much rejection. And I think that, you know, I've learned that I'm a 0% person or a 100% person. I either give it my all or I don't give it at all. And um, I think that I know, and it even says in the Bible, like I understand and I see it and I know like the Christian faith and Christian believers, I, I know how it's perceived and how we are looked like I, I know by the world. And I know this because I played a role in it. You know, I did the same thing too. Um, and I know that the culture and the world does not have a love for Christ. Therefore he does, they, there, there's, there's not any love for the followers either. And so I know that there are forms of persecution and there is rejection towards 
towards those who do take a stand for their faith and do take a stand and say, you know, I'm not going to participate in that or I'm not going to do that or that's not what I believe because it does not align with my beliefs and what God says. I know that is a huge, bold statement. It doesn't matter if you're talking about sex, abortion, transgenderism, gay community, um, I don't know, the vaccine, not the vaccine, COVID. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. It is a very bold statement in 2022 to say, I, this is what I stand for and I will not waver due to my faith. Um, it's hard. And so with that, with standing firm in your faith as a Christian, you are guaranteed rejection. Maybe not a hundred percent of the time, but you are guaranteed rejection. And I don't and didn't want to experience any of that. And so I'm like, I'm just going to put God in a pretty little box off to the side. And I'm only going to bring him out like whenever I feel comfortable, you know, like if I know that the person that I'm talking to is a Christian, then I can bring God out of that box and let that person see that side of me. But if they're not like out of respect for them and just to make things okay and to not heat things up, I'm just going to sit God right over here and I'm just going to pretend like he doesn't get a say so in my life. And I'm just learning, especially, and I'm so thankful for my children because like having children opens your freaking eyes. Like this is not the time nor the place to be rejecting God. Like this day and age in 2022, like there is so much craziness going on right now and this is not the time to waver back and forth between what you stand for I don't care if you are in full agreement with me or if you fully disagree with what I'm saying like now wherever you stand this is not your time to waver back and forth you know, it is, it is your time to say, this is what I stand for and, and be clear, be respectful, but be clear on what it is that you stand for. Because what ends up happening is it causes confusion for people. And one other thing that I've noticed, and I know, I know that there are people who feel this way because I am feeling this way right now. It is important for you to take a stand and for you to be very clear on what you stand for. And I'm literally speaking to myself right now because there are people just like you and me who are looking for the ones. There are people out there who boldly do want to say that. They boldly do want to say, you know, I cannot make that choice because of what I believe or I cannot make that choice or I, I need to be clear on what it, on what it is that I stand for. There are people that want to say that, but they are just looking for someone to stand alongside of them and say it with them too. Because right now, if you boldly take a stance and take a stand on what you believe, whether it be faith-based or it be not, there, it, it feels like, it feels like you are the only one standing there. And, and, and you are looking for the ones who will come stand alongside of you and say, hey, you know what? Like, I, I'm right there with you. And come grab you by the hand and hold your hand and say, I'm going to stand here with you. And I'm going to take this with you. And so I'm realizing that. I'm realizing that, wait, you know, Brooke, 
you do feel like a lone wolf, you know, you do feel like, you know, if you take a stand for God and your faith and you talk about it here on the podcast and you talk about it here on the blog, like you do feel like, you know, no one's going to like to hear about this. You know, of course you feel that way. But the truth is, is that we're all human beings. And I know that we all share the same fears and all the same frustrations. And I know that there is somebody like you right now listening to this episode. We are like, yeah, like that's me. Like I want to take a stand. I'm not saying let's take it to the streets. I'm not saying like force stuff down people's throat. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like being boldly um, confident to say, yeah, like I, I'm, I don't stand for that. And leave it at that, you know, and sometimes that is even so hard to do in today's culture because you will have a label slapped right across your face, right? As hateful and, um, I don't, I don't know, hateful and racist and sexist and, and homophobic and you, you will be labeled whatever people want to label you, uh, if, if you do not agree with them. And that is the truth that you cannot deny that we see that in our society right now today. And, um, and so I wanted to take today to say that from this point forward, if truth and gratitude is going to be here as a blog or as a podcast, I want to be clear. I want to be very clear on what it is that I am putting out in the world and not give this nice little murky image of what truth and gratitude is that way that there's that way it you know if it's just murky you know and if it's not super clear then people can't point their finger at me and say that you know you're this or you're that or be canceled you know I'm not saying this is going to turn into like a full-on like you know hot topic podcast I'm just saying that I have not been clear I have not been clear and maybe you haven't even noticed that if you've been around for this long, but I, I know that I have not been clear on, um, who my foundation has been built on. And I give myself grace for that, right? I give myself grace for the fact that I have not been clear because that foundation has been cracked. You know, that, that foundation hasn't been so firm, you know, it's been broken up into pieces. And so over these last few months, it's taken an overhaul, right? It's taken fixing that foundation and then I can build from it. And so I have to be clear now from this point, because if I'm not clear, if I'm not being clear, then I'm being a coward and I don't want to be a coward, you know, especially in today's society, there's no room for being a coward. There's plenty of cowards right now. There's no room for that right here, right now on this podcast or on the blog. And so I want to be very, very clear about that and what I stand for. I want to leave you with this. Um, I did mention earlier in the podcast about how I wanted to be seen as bubbly, joyful, positive, honest, authentic. I wanted to be seen as those things. So I would try very hard to get the right picture, get the right caption, um, get the right video, you know, write the right thing so that it came across that I was feeling bubbly, joyful, positive, honest, authentic, all the things, right? But I found that when we are sticking to our guns, when we are sticking to who we truly are, building off that firm foundation of our faith and being, and you have seen this and heard this before, 
on the podcast. Be raw, be authentic, and be you. And when I meant that, when I wrote that, you know, almost five years ago, you know, I was not very clear. But when I say be raw, I mean no BS. No BS. No, no, no coward talk, right? No BS. Like, cut it to me straight. No beating around the bush. Be raw. Be vulnerable. Be authentic. Authentically who you are. Not who you're trying to be, who you're trying to mimic, who you're trying to copy, who you, who you truly are, but trying to cover it up so that you can not be canceled, leaving it a little murky. No, like your authentic self and then be you who God has created you to be when you are those things. And when you are living in the truth that God has called you out for. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23 says this, and this is the message version. It does say that when you are living in this way and you have a perspective of this, these things are going to come naturally to you. The bubbly, joyful, positive, honest, authentic. These things are going to naturally come. You don't have to, you don't have to be seen. People will see it on you. You know, you don't have to feel or project like that you are this way. It will just naturally come out. So in verses 22 through 23, it talks about the fruits of the spirit. And like I said, this is the message version. And so this is what it says. What happens when we actually live in God's way? He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance, about life. I love that word. Exuberance about life. You're on fire. And serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. And so it's talking about the fruits of the Spirit there, just about like these things are going to come naturally to us. An exuberance for life, an affection for others, right? So I don't, I don't have to try to be a certain way. You know, I don't have to try to force those things to come out, right? It's just going to naturally appear if I am walking in the walk that I should be walking, right? So I hope this helps somebody today. I really have been wanting to record this episode for quite some time um, just because I felt like it was very necessary to be very clear on what this platform is used for. Um, And so I hope that you have understood that today. Um, And I think that it takes a boldness and courage to stand up and say that. I know whenever I spoke with my friend and I was like, look, like if we, if we, if we do retreats from this moment going forward, like I need you to know, like and she already does know, but I need you to know that like God is now my firm foundation and, and, and I'm not going to participate in certain things that we participated in. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be saying certain things that I've said to, to make it seem like, you know, um, make it seem like, you know, I can, I can help or heal others or they can heal themselves. Like we, I, I can't, I can't do that. Right. And so, um, 
ever since I've had that conversation, like it felt like, okay, we're in, like, we're clear, like, you know, where I'm coming from and we're moving forward and that's great. And so I wanted to take the chance to do that here and what perfect timing the birthday month of the podcast to come out and be like, here we go. This is who I am. This is who I identify as. So hopefully that helped you. And I hope that it truly did. Um, wrapping this up guys, thank you so much for sticking around for probably one of our longest podcast episodes. If you're listening to this podcast episode, the day that it's released or the week that it is released, which is the week of July 16th, 2022, I personally invite you, uh, to the truth and gratitude summer mini retreat that will be held this upcoming Thursday on July 21st at Pop Yoga Studio. It's going to be a beautiful time where uh, we will have a very slow, relaxing flow. Um, we will also have my journal there, which you'll get to take home. Um, but we will be doing a journaling workshop using several of the different questions that are in the journal. And then we'll be sealing the night off with a nice sound bath. So it's going to be a beautiful time. Um, it's going to be a very special time. And so I, I'm so excited to host this and to do this with you guys. So I hope that you will be there. If you need more information about that, just go to the Truth and Gratitude Instagram page, click on the link in bio, and you can purchase your tickets there. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast episode. I wish you well. Guys, continue to be raw, be authentic, and be you.